D and Davis' show still in COVID formation. Uh, we return. Uh, apologies for us taking a break last week from D and Davis' show and D and Davis' flip. Uh, follow me on social media. Uh, my younger brother passed from complications from his leukemia. Um, and I think in future shows, we'll kind of dive into that, but it's no reason uh, to really go there right now. So we got a lot to get into as we talk about sports. I mean, you missed us last week. Uh, there were even more things with George Floyd's uh, murder that flood, flooded over into sports and helped this hopefully change uh, the world and not just the United States uh, that we can grapple. You have uh, Drew Brees making a misstep, and we will talk about that. Uh, and also sports returning when you look at the fact that the NBA is returning, the MLB is returning. We talked in the past about how much uh, prorated salaries they get right now. It seems like uh, it's 75% of their prorated salary, so we got a lot to delve into. My name is Kenneth Davis, and you know my man. His name is D. Demond Spurl. What's happening, everybody? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show. Uh, simply click on the bio link and uh, take you everywhere we're at. That's YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, whole host of places. All right. Simply search for the D and Davis Show. Uh, subscribe, rate, share, all that good stuff, man. Come on, hop with us, man. Have a good time. I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons One D E M O N Z E One. Ken is on Twitter and IG at That's Davis and executive executive producer of the D and Davis Show and everything that we do. Ryan Bukovsky. Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B Ski and IG at Ryan B Ski One. It's definitely good uh, to see you too. Yeah. Um, anybody, I'll say this much. Anybody send me, a, and this isn't a knock, anybody sent me a message and it wasn't like a left message, I didn't probably get it. <laughs> like my phone was <laughs> off for three and a half days. So like I don't have, I don't know if you guys had long text messages and group chats. No. I didn't. I don't no, we didn't. Okay. We didn't. I got the one from Ryan Song, like the last one from Saturday. Anything else, it was no. like I had no, never left. Up. No, that was All it. Right. That was it. But uh, just to let everybody know, I definitely appreciate everyone uh, for reaching out. Not just me, uh, definitely my family. And uh, again, we'll d- dive into that later because there are a couple of things that, um, especially, I mean, and it's in the future, I have to figure it out when it comes to like leukemia and cancer and stuff like that. You know, I have to start to think about and as a group, I definitely would want to bring my brothers in and let's try to figure out how we can do stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, so of course, we have to go off top. Off the top. Off top. Switch. Mine's, mm-hmm. of course, is uh, this is for my brother D. So when I found this out today, one question he kept asking was, where is Dana White and the UFC's Fight Island? All right. I, I did ask him that. All right. So per ESPN, <laughs> UFC's president, Dana White, revealed uh, first take on Tuesday that the mysterious Fight Island is located in Yas Island in uh, um, Abu I mean, um, Abu Dhabi. Thank oh, you, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Uh, in the United Emirates, uh, the UAE. Uh, the island will help the company promote some of its international athletes who have a hard time entering the United States because of travel restrictions caused by the corona pandemic. So, D, there, it, it's in the, the UAE. That's where Fight Island is, where they make islands all the time in the UAE. They do. They literally make <laughs> islands. Like, Tuesday, we're going to make this island. Right. Um, it's interesting that they go over there. Very, very rich country. Probably one of the richest per capita. I think per like per, for the people, it's like straight. If I'm not mistaken, it's an oil based country, right? That's mostly where they get their money from. But they pass it out to everybody. You know, it's kind of like everybody's pretty well off. Uh, and a lot of Americans do go over there for vacation. I know a buddy, not buddy, a high school. Uh-huh. Cat, I, yeah. I know, went over there uh, for vacation, him and his family. I know a few people. You always yeah. see the, the, you know, the black person in the, 
the, the, the garb. And I'm like, did you get the real garb or is that the, <laughs> the Canal Street version of, you know, I forget. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I used to ask Medi for it. I'm being ignorant. Uh, forget what that long, especially what the males wear with the top and then the mm-hmm. long floor and bottom where to help them with covering up from the sun and also mm-hmm. being airy. Uh, but I always see buddies and people to go over there and rock that or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, where'd you get that at? You yeah. know, is it a fit? I don't want to be in Dubai with uh, the, the the gutter clothes and not, on. The like knockoffs? I'm, yeah, like I'm flowing. They'd be like, ah, you know, let me look at your tag. Yeah. Boop, why you hit me in my face? <laughs> Stay in your place. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, listen, I, I'm not surprised that they uh, worked out a deal with the UAE. Uh, like I said before, a very well-off country. They have the money. They can build them an island, as they've been doing over the uh, past, I don't know, umpteen years. They've been just showing up building all these islands. Uh, it doesn't change the fact, though, of the spread of the coronavirus. And also, too, some fighters, I believe, I would think, are probably kind of skeptical about Going to another country, this is kind of be done on a fly. But I did watch a little bit of uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. He had Andrew Schultz on there. And they talked about, uh, Andrew Schultz asked about, you know, saying how UFC fighters are paid and things of that nature. And one thing I did not know is Dana White hasn't, uh, didn't lay off anyone that works for the UFC. Uh, he doesn't own a company. I think you. So they sold. They sold it. Yeah, it's UME. Like four or five uh, years ago, they sold yeah. it. Yeah, it's a, a parent company. A Japanese company. Oh, I, I, I don't know about it. that. I don't know about I that. They sold they have it a parent to, company. I believe they sold it to a Japanese company, but he retained some authority. Right. Right. With, with the sale. Or yeah, whatever. he's still a president. He still, but he yeah. has someone. He has. He had some part of ownership that was. I right. think he had like 10% perhaps. Yeah, he still but got something. He the owners, the, the real owners sold the UFC mm-hmm. and Dana White basically. But go ahead with what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So uh, Dana White hasn't relieved any one of their duties that works at the UFC. So they still have been paying mm-hmm. all their employees as if, you know, saying everything's all right. Yeah, everything's all right. So mm-hmm. I commend him for that. Now, also too, he has contract with the with the uh, with the uh, with the fighters, uh, with the ESPN, with the fighters. Uh, some fighters are kind of going back and forth, kind of like wanting to renegotiate their contracts, things of that nature. So that's a whole other topic. But they haven't laid anybody off. But the parent company has been hurting. Mm-hmm. They they've been like dire straits because of the coronavirus. And if in fact it's been impacted worldwide. So I can understand why they want to get something out there, why they want to get a fight going, especially to bring everybody together. No doubt, I understand that. Uh, I didn't hear, Ken, please let me know if uh, you know this or not, if they're going to allow uh, spectators and fans to come over to the no. UAE. It's what still, I it's still saw, lockdown. You can't do that? Now, again, I, 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 I didn't delve further into it, but they did show images of how it's going to look, and it looked like it was spectatorless. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. I don't think they're going to well, have That makes sense. Yeah, I don't think it would. Yeah. I don't even think ESPN would want them to be irresponsible and post uh, put something like that out there. Yeah, I agree. I, but I just didn't know what the what what. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. The and ground, also, we, the you let people of, know. Right, right. I, but I also don't know. I don't know the rules. What's going on in the UAE? How the coronavirus have impacted impacted True. their country? True. So they might be like, yeah, I can come on, and go. They might even be like, yeah, people who live here, they can go. So I don't know what the what's. Uh, D, they will not have spectators. Okay, that's good. To, that's good to hear. But it still doesn't change the fact, though, man. Listen. There's reports of the coronavirus um, uptick in, this, uh, in multiple states here in America. The cases are going back up. 
Of course. I mean, you have people you have been protesting, protesting, and protesting, yelling, and right? the cops yes. have been right. So, I mean, you got cops and people on top of each other. There's Basically, zero social distancing, really. Yeah. Yeah. None, none. Yeah. When the weekend comes, is we protesting and people on top of each other. So, and on top of that, we already kind of knew because of what happened before. People was going against the stay-at-home orders and the wearing the mask and things like that. We already kind of knew it was going to be a spike. So it's probably going to be a bigger it's one. Be Who worse. knows? Possibly, I don't. I don't know. I don't no, know. No. Let me tell you, like I told you before. <laughs> yes, it's going to be worse. It, yeah, it's possibly it can. It could be worse. So I'm still worried about that. I I, I commend them for not laying anybody off. I commend them still going uh, and paying these people. I I really love to see that. I wish more companies did that. But I am still worried about having these events. But hey, man, listen, I'm in the minority because a lot of sports are starting to come back. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see the UFC over the next six months or so, like how they plan these fights. Like we got Conor McGregor retiring. So that was like their biggest star. He's not retiring gone. and you know damn well he's not well, retiring. Well, he's coming back maybe for a purse. Of course. But Dana White's not play, paying that purse. He's going to pay Conor McGregor, believe that. And Conor McGregor's going and to fight Anton Jones? I don't know. Fight. He's going to, listen, 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 listen let me tell you this. He's going to pay both of them to fight again. Like he better. This is this is boxing at its this is this is just boxing for the point of So so you think so you think he's hat not you so you think he's negotiating basically yes. these guys want to they, they want to renegotiate their contracts uh, and remember can I just said that company the over a parent company is not yeah. making any money but, so but can they give what? them money? The only place they can make money then is in the UFC with these fights, right? So you still need to garner the biggest fights. Conor McGregor has had, what, the top four when it comes to yeah, pay-per-views? The he's the biggest fighter. He said to Dana White was keeping him inactive. This is petulance. Conor McGregor real return to the, to the squared circle or the, 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 whatever. The, the octagon. octagon. Oh, thank you, the octagon. I'm sorry. I apologize to you guys. I'm a boxing guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he will return. And John Jones definitely will return because he doesn't even have Connor's money. He didn't get $100 million from Floyd Mayweather. So he will be back to fight again. He just wants it since he's going to probably go up to heavyweight. He, w- he wants more money. But what Dana White has said is they already factored that into his last contract that he was going to go up to heavyweight. And they would still be willing to give him, and I'm just going off of Dana White's side, so I'm not taking away from what John Jones has to say. Mm-hmm. They still will be willing to give him more money to the to what they already was said they would give him if he moved up, uh, but he even wants an absorbent amount, and that's again per what Dana White said. So, and but, but, Dana White also said after this last UFC that both John Jones and Conor McGregor and some of these stars that are complaining signed their deal within a few months. So he's just saying, "I'm not going to renegotiate when I just yeah. signed a deal with right. them." Right. He's Jerry he Ronsdorf in it. Yeah. Uh, but again, also, there is no other, there is the, there is no other promotion that they can really go out and garner that same money. So he can't play hardball. Say I'm not going to re- renegotiate their contract. Right. But after you get through some of these big, like even if you look like Amanda Nunez, like there's really like the she's clean, she's clinked out two weight classes. Yeah. So there's there's not even she's so great it doesn't even allow someone else to come up just yet. So you're not you can't bank on her. All right. You got um, what's the shorty's name that just won like two or three weeks ago that took out uh Tony Fernandez, um, I forget, right? Uh, Habib, right? No, not Habib. Habib can't oh, fight yeah, yet. He t- it's, he like took Gaichi, out, yeah. it's like Gaichi. It's like or something. Yeah. Like that. And, all right. Yeah. So he's he was he's, the southern. He's an up and comer, but 
after a second, he has to fight probably Conor McGregor or something like that, and you have to wait till Habib comes back. And because basically what they're saying is Habib and him are supposed to fight, and then the winner fights Conor. Conor's going to be used. Dana White's going to use Conor McGregor again. Don't. There's no question about it. It's just one of those things where this How is – How old is Conor? 31. They better use him quick. Yeah, I just had. I was looking. I was, I was looking it up fight. because I wanted to try to see what's the age range. I mean, I know guys can come back and fight. You know, yeah, you can get your ass beat at thirty four. You, yeah, you, you can get paid, yeah. and people will still pay for the game. Yeah, I agree with you. Like they can always make this happen. There's no hard line. The only hard line is how stubborn each side is, and if they how motivated they are to come to a compromise. And I just wonder that. That's all I'm saying. I don't right. know because Dana White seems very stubborn. And strong-willed, and he's always been a hard stance kind of guy. And I wonder if the fighters are going to try to do that back at him to get him at the negotiating table. And then does that straw it out for such a long time? I think he's going to favor Dana because they don't have nowhere else to go. I have no problem with that, but I think it still will come back to the fighters because he needs those names to get those he big does. pay-per-views. So he's listen, they're those guys, unless John Jones gets arrested for something and goes away for a long time, he's going to be in the ring again. Like it's like they didn't. They listen. They didn't even really pop him from the last stuff that he just did, right? Like he he'll be in the ring again, and they're going to use Connor as Dana said. The John Jones is the goat. Uh, they definitely want to see him at a different weight class. Like it's this is just posturing, and you yeah. see it in uh, combat sports all the time. It's just posturing. Yeah, John Jones is thirty two years old. <clears throat> so and, and it's missed like three and a half years. Is he prime. twins with Chandler or is just no? Nah, he's younger? the younger. He's yeah. the young. I think Chandler. Oh, he's the younger. I think okay. he. I think he may be the young one for because then when Chandler got drafted when the Bears were supposed to, they drafted Shay McClellan. Shay McKellen. Yeah. So how long? That was like what eight or nine years ago. That was a while that was, ago. Mar, uh, that was Phil Emery's first draft. So yeah, Ooh, I, think I think it was Lovey got fired. What was it? Twenty eleven or twenty twelve? So it was like twenty thirteen, something like that. Damn, it's so, been that long. I could be wrong, but I thought Chandler was the older one. But I could. Chandler be wrong. is thirty. All right, so he's the younger oh, so one by year. And it was okay. the 2012 draft. Okay. Wow, time flies. Could have right. had Chandler Jones. He still wouldn't be here now. Oh well. They wouldn't hey, sign him. To, they wouldn't sign him. They would have did what uh, New England did, or what? Like they wouldn't have given him the money, and they would have just been like, "Hey, get your ass out of here!" Real. What quick. if they had Chandler and didn't have to trade two first rounders to Khalil for Khalil? Chandler Jones is not Khalil Mack in the first. I know, but they wouldn't have traded him if he was there. They wasn't paying that dude. They wasn't paying that. Like, do you look? Khalil Mack was a defensive MVP. That was like, you know what? Give him the money. You're not giving Chandler Jones anything similar to that type of. So I, I I don't believe he would have been here through all those regimes. I don't. I think they would have gotten rid of him just because really with NFL contracts. Because that's Khalil Mack. He could have moved on. But even with Khalil Mack, there's no saying that. At the fourth year, they won't be like, all right, the guaranteed money is low. We can let you go. It's depending on where the team is going to his production at that time. Mm-hmm. All right. Off the top. Off top. Off top. All right. So this world has basically been flipped on its head with the death of George Floyd, right? Protests not only here in America, but across the world. Uh, actually, today is recording his, uh, his final uh, funeral services was held in Houston, and I believe by now I think they might even have the burial. He's burial. He's, he's buried, being, yeah, yeah, buried yeah. next to his uh, mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I've seen throughout all of this is how people across the country that it, it'll come from the protesters, even come from law uh, officials and law enforcement. Some they're taking a knee, and everybody now knows that that knee is basically a, a symbol 
uh, that Colin Kaepernick made popular through, uh, through our culture, if you want to say. Uh, you've seen this around the world, too. Uh, Colin Kaepernick made that, made that very popular uh, right now, at least in people's eyes, kind of popular. Uh, and also, too, we've seen Roger Goodell come out and make a statement, basically because the NFL players pushed the, in the league and most of the, the commissioner to uh, make a statement about Black Lives Matter, police brutality, and uh, what's going on in the world right now. And Roger Goodell came out saying, like, yes, we should have listened to players. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. Crappy thing is he didn't say Colin Kaepernick's name, right? So a lot of people now were saying like, damn it, because y'all recognizing, even though you ain't saying his name, you, you recognize what's going on, you recognize you should have listened to Colin Kaepernick and other players at the time, you need to go ahead and give him a job or let him try out and things of that nature. I even heard a talking head on TV say that Colin Kaepernick should get, Colin Kaepernick should get a Nobel Peace Prize because of the movement of what he started, right? Okay. I think it's all well and good that the commissioner came out and said something, even though it was pushed and it was kind of vague. It's the first step, if you want to say. I'm happy that a lot of NFL players, especially the black ones, uh, are standing up and being more boisterous because you don't see that from NFL players, uh, from pretty prominent ones. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers uh, saying that it was never about the flag. It's always been about the protest. Going with uh, what happened with Drew Brees. What happened with Drew Brees. Right, right, right. Exactly, yes. Um, but I just want to kind of not pump the brakes and be a Debbie Downer. It's one thing for the, uh, for the commission to come out and make a, uh, make a statement. It is on the behalf of the NFL, but I think he separated himself from the owners. I still don't think that there are will, uh, if an owner is willing to say, because we all know that he was blackballed out the league. I don't think an owner is still going to be willing to say, yeah, we were wrong. I'll come on here and bring him in for a tryout or bring him in for a workout or even sign him. I think a lot of people are right to uh, push the simple fact that he should get a tryout and he should be able to get a job. Although it's been about three seasons since he had three or four seasons he haven't played. But I do want to kind of put a little tamper on a lot of people excitement per se saying like, Oh man, because, because the commissioner came out and said that said that it was wrong. Colin Kaepernick, you know what I'm saying? He's going to get looked at. I hope I'm wrong with this and I don't want to be the Debbie Downer of this, but I still don't think, and I think people should try to put a pause on that. I still don't think that the owners are going to be giving me a, uh, basically come out and say that we were wrong and we're going to go ahead and resign Colin Kaepernick. So that's more off the top. I, I just, I just think people need to calm down with the excitement with that because I think they still going to be upset because he's not going to be able to, I don't think he's going to be able to get a job. All right. Dean Davis show on uh, the beginning of the show on off top talking about uh, Roger Goodell and his uh, apology. I'll say this much. From what we've heard, Roger Goodell has tried to push the owners to bring Cap back. Mm-hmm. All right? And what you said is accurate. Um, but still, he wouldn't have done anything that he would have thought his bosses would have been uber upset with, even though we know that after the last uh, CBA He's basically he did his job. He's gonna walk off yeah. into the sunset probably yeah. in the next I mean, four they or five so much, years. God, godly amount of money. Yeah. I mean, he he was making forty five a million a year and up. Like mm-hmm. he's wealthy, wealthy. He's wealthy. Yeah. All right. Um, I do think Colin Kaepernick will be offered tryouts from multiple teams, and some team doesn't sign him. Okay. I don't know the importance of it though. Um, I was a person um, when um, Colin Kaepernick and the whole situation. Uh, last year happened where there was a tryout 
Uh, he moved the tryout due to the fact mm -hmm. that there was uh, something in the waiver that basically said he could no longer uh, pursue any type of litigation against the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, and so he decided not to go ahead with their tryout at that time because he didn't want to sign that waiver. Um, I, at that point, I wasn't mad. Like, if you can remember, and I'm not trying to change this to something else, and, and I'm not the type of person that says this person is like a, a sellout. I don't think Stephen A. Smith is really a sellout. But that weekend, uh, and remember, like, because we were like, what the hell? Stephen A. Smith guy got, got on IG and he was like, ooh, yeah. yeah See? Yeah. And at that point, even if you didn't agree with Colin Kaepernick's actions at just as far as trying to reenter the NFL, there was no reason to get amped up like he did something wrong because if Colin Kaepernick never says a word, he gave up his job to highlight something that was very important. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I don't look like, I don't look to, I've never looked at, I love, and he's better when it comes to this. Uh, LeBron James is more social active, especially after like his fifth or sixth year in the league. than Michael Jordan ever was during his reign in the league. But I don't look for LeBron James to set the tone for me. I did like that he came out against Drew Brees, even though it was after me. I see you, LeBron. You, you saw my tweet. <laughs> But um, but still, like I don't look so. I was I'm not mad at Colin Kaepernick's actions, but I do think. And when I mentioned the uh, new owner of uh, the Carolina Panthers, uh, the owner is being someone that's uh, left leaning. He signed um, Eric Reed, right? Was it was yeah? The they owner? signed no. He didn't sign Eric Reed. It was a previous yes, okay. The pre right. you know, previous but, ownership, uh, yeah. But just still, there are going to be several teams. I think will give Cap a look. Also, I think it happened. This is the crazy part. It's hard to do it now because of COVID. Mm. You can't really get your, the good look at him mm. and get your hands on him, mm. even though we'll see how restrictions start to change moving forward as things start opening up more and more. Um, but I, I do think he's going to get a chance. And it, worst case scenario, I would think it may be before the season. Maybe someone will have him in their camp. Um, but if someone goes down, I could see it happen. But this is the point that I was really trying to make. Mm -hmm. I don't know if his best value is in being a backup quarterback in the, in the NFL. And I, again, I don't know what Cap wants, and Cap doesn't need to do anything else for me. Like, that's, I'm not one of those people like, so what you gonna do? What's your plan? His plan was to highlight something, an injustice. And he did, he damn sure did it. It's worse to me for someone who doesn't know what to do to start acting like they know and take a movement totally off the cliff because the movement is about them rather than what they were trying to establish in that movement. So by no means am I, I he can stay out of it because he did, he's, he sacrificed himself to or his job rather to highlight something of great importance that now the world has to look and be like, yeah, we really messed up because mm -hmm. we didn't want you to ruin the party. I think about uh, watching, um, I, I think it was maybe Windy City Live and I always highlight this. I forget the uh, one of the co-hosts. So this is when they had more than just Val and the other guy. They would have like four or five people, mm -hmm. like Nina Chantel, uh, Tony Schofield would be on there. But they had, uh, uh, I believe, Styles from Styles and Roman and a, another lady host that was on there. And they just talked about how uncomfortable and they just didn't like their football being ruined by Colin Kaepernick because he was kneeling. And it just made – it repulsed me. Look at him now. It repulsed me because it's like, are you listening to us? First of all, this is the thing. You're talking about people going up there and basically beating each other out of it, beating each other upside the head, right? That's what they're doing. And you're like, you know what? Before that head getting busting, I don't want to see no kneeling, right? Like, you're, you're watching something barbaric, and you're saying, like, don't hit me with no social justice before I get into that barbarism. That's why I'm only here for that. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's just one of those things. And, and, and then with Roger Goodell, 
Um, I do think he's going to kneel. Um, you know, from what I hear, Roger Goodell isn't necessarily the Roger Goodell that I've all. I think he made some missteps. Him coming in trying to be the uh, Law and Order Commissioner was a, too like I don't, we didn't grow up thinking the NFL was running a foul. And I know we could talk about uh, Little with the St. Louis Rams, and we could talk about um, what's his name, the running back for the Rams that uh, went to Oklahoma. Um, that was out there just wilding out. There was there were like Tony Frazier, uh, forget his name, running back the Rams drafted. You know who I'm talking about. He ran those kids over out in uh, California. We they, they was at a park. They was at a park and said something crazy. He got his something Phillips. Something Phillips. Uh, when was this? Yeah, uh, this happened seven years ago. He's in, he he hung himself and he killed himself in jail like four years ago. Whoa! Something I do Phillips. not remember this story. Oh no, he was he was uh he was ta- super talented, but was always troubled. The only thing I'm trying oh, to point out. Oh, I do know who you're talking. The only about. thing I'm trying to point out that even in those days, I don't remember us going around like the NFL is running amok. So with him coming down and having the missteps, uh, like he did with uh, um, uh, what's uh, what, Ray Rice? Rice? Thank Ray you, Ray Rice. Rice. Lawrence Ray Rice. Phillips. Lawrence Phillips. Thank you. You remember Lawrence Phillips? <sighs> Oklahoma running back got drafted by the Rams. How long ago did he get drafted? He got drafted like twenty years ago. Yeah. Oh, like twenty years ago. But he was he was prominent. In, uh, no, his college. No, Nebraska. 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 It was Nebraska. It was Nebraska. It was Nebraska. Okay. Nebraska. It was Nebraska. But uh, yeah. But again, uh, when he came out like that to me, it was a bit much. Um, there seems to be some type of growth. But and I'll say this much: he didn't mention Colin Kaepernick, and that was upsetting. But I don't know if legally he can. Because of the but the lawsuit is settled. Yeah, but remember. They tried to put that allegedly in the waiver to stop future lawsuits. So that may have been an act of admission if he said that at that moment. So, again, as far as the league getting sued, like he can say what he wants to say, but I don't know if he has the okay to let the league get sued again. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but since Colin Kaepernick had a, 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 a lawsuit against him of being blackballed, mm-hmm. that may have been an act of admission by saying we were wrong and that and therefore, they don't – because they didn't want to seem like it was a conglomerate pushing him out. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm I mean, not saying it's right, but I'm right, saying Right, right. But that I think everybody kind of knows. Yeah. Yeah, we know. But, yeah, look, we know. I mean – Legally, I, mean, is, I know what you're saying. Listen, when you hit a car, they tell you basically don't say you're sorry. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, it tells you like in your insurance, like, you know, you hit somebody. The last thing you do is be like, that's my fault because legally you don't want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. But, Ryan? What you think, Ryan? Yeah, uh, I think uh, hopefully a lot of these owners – I mean, I like what Roger Goodell is doing right now. And we'll see how true it is with his actions moving forward. But at least for right now, it's like you're doing a little something, which is just talking. But when the season comes, you have a chance to actually do some things like kneeling, actually be a part of the players, standing behind them when you know the inevitable criticism is going to come from the other Mm -hmm. side. Mm-hmm. You know Trump has already said how – did Roger Dell say yeah. that they're going to kneel? It went back and forth with Drew Brees a little bit. Right. Stand up. Stand up with your players. Stand up against that BS. Don't be afraid of Donald Trump like you were last time and you cowed down to him and all the politics and just getting lost in the flag just like Drew Brees did when it's nothing to do with the flag to begin with. Right. So the other thing I wonder too is just – where Colin's at. I don't know if Colin, how much that passion for playing football is, especially if, you know, I heard you he's look working at around still. the league. 
But that's what I'm saying. Like, if working around, like looking around the league, there's not a lot of open starting jobs. And maybe there's a couple places he can come in and compete. But would he be okay just being a backup quarterback? Like, how important is football to him? And I'm, I don't doubt that it's very important potentially, but you just don't know, I guess, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing we 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 haven't heard a lot from Colin Kaepernick, and that was that could be one criticism towards him. Some people might say, like, okay, I wish he would come out and speak a little bit more. Uh, so we don't know. But for all the reports that I've read recently, is that he's still working out as if he's trying to get a job in the NFL, which he should if he if if that's still his passion and he still want to go for it. Right. But I can also understand when people say, like, brother, you know, I think you found your other calling. You know what I'm saying? Because look what's look what the look what happened, dude. You, I mean, you up there, people are gonna be looking at you. The younger ones looking at you. Look at uh, who's living through this. You're gonna be in a sense kind of like that, Muhammad Ali. Not saying that he took as many uh, bold steps as Muhammad Ali going to jail and fighting against the government as far as going to war and things of that nature. But the stance that he took, dude, you're gonna be you're gonna be put on a pedestal for a lot of people. And maybe this is your true calling. But that's you know, but that's not their call. That's his call of what he wants to do. But Mike, like I said, my thing is I just I want to I'm at the state of uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe I believe it when I see him actually with a uniform out there practicing in a facility trying to get even if it's a back a backup job because he's been out the league for three or four years and not in start position. I'm at that point because I just don't think these owners. I just don't think for the most part they care. They'll push out Roger Goodell. Now you push him out to say, okay, yeah, say something to keep them quiet. Mm -hmm. The simple fact of also, too, I kind of alluded to this before. You don't see NFL players speak up the way they did and star players in that little video they did. That's something that you do not see. And some people was even saying, like, man, it made a difference because – Quarterbacks, uh, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. No, no, no. Well, also, too, a uh, uh, kid down there in Kansas City. I don't know why I'm blanking his name right Patrick now. Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. Yes. I black, said black quarterbacks. Yeah, but I'm upset. But, but, specific, saying- but specifically, specifically him. They yeah. said it meant a lot to see him out there making that statement, too. So. I disrespect Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it's a fact that anybody disrespected him. But baby, go, hey. baby goes here. Yeah, he, uh, is. he is. He is. But all right, real quick, two things um, that I want to really address. One, Dominique Foxworthy said, uh, Foxworth said on uh, ESPN today that he thinks that uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick should be in the NFL Hall of Fame for what he did. Oh, wow. All right. So another thing that I want to address, uh, getting back to what Ryan said, kind of even you. Um, we also have to look at, like, and we keep saying the owners won't do this and owners won't do that. I think that part of the reason the owners will do it is because the wins have changed. So the, 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 the fear of Donald Trump I think we all know chances are Donald Trump is not going to be reelected. Mm-hmm. All right. Because the chances are looking slimmer. The chances are looking slimmer because out of everything that already happened, he just do not him in a way, but getting back to it's a flip top again to Kanye and how I've always talked about emboldening police when you're talking this crazy stuff mm-hmm. and the actions that they take. But that's for another day. But him deciding to fall on, on his old tropes of, uh, of uh, being hard and law and order and all this other BS instead of having any type of emotions towards what's actually empathy, taking place. Compassion. Empathy. It's not, it's not going to work. Right. It's like, it's re- And it, so it's, I, I think those owners and the fear that they had before isn't as strong as what it is now because the nation is, has changed. And uh, one thing, when we I had, hope you're right. One thing we had Steve on the show and the point that I made when he asked what we can do 
I said, you got to make your friends that are racist feel uncomfortable. And I think that that's kind of where the, and I'm not saying it's going to stay there and I'm not saying the Kumbaya or whatever, but I think the winds of change have leaned more to, you know what, that standard isn't the standard any longer. Mm. And so I think that helps owners who may not feel that in their soul come out to their constituency and say, you know what, I'm not necessarily with that. And I don't mean it's going to really mean anything, but I think it gives them a lot more leeway than what they had before. Yeah, it gives them a lot more cover than what they had before, because those people, in a way, are going to kind of be silenced as we we start to transition moving forward in this country. My off top, off the top. We, have, we have a NASCAR story, Bubba Wallace. Last night in an interview on CNN, Wallace called for the sport to ban the Confederate flag anywhere NASCAR races. We were trying to figure out next steps, and my next step would be to get rid of all Confederate flags. There should be no individual that is uncomfortable showing up to our events to have a good time with their family that feels some type of way about something they have seen, an object they have seen flying. Um, no one should feel uncomfortable when, they're, when they come to a NASCAR race. So it starts with Confederate flags. Get them out of here. They have no place for them. Recently spoke on CNN and uh, talked about what steps he would take to uh, kind of push things along in NASCAR, and he mentioned how they should get rid of the Confederate flag. Simply put, no one should feel uncomfortable going to a NASCAR race, and obviously not everyone agrees with that flag. So seems like a pretty simple one. Uh, NASCAR should be all about inclusion. They should know what that flag can also stand for. And to me, that's a simple one, but who knows with NASCAR? Um. What's the young man's name that does SEC football and NASCAR for ESPN with the red hair? Oh, I'm about to go Brad Doherty, but you said it's somebody new. Mm, no, it's not new. He's been doing it for like um, – No, I'm saying Brad Doherty's kind of older. I dude. know Brad no, – no, no, but yeah. I mean, he's been doing it for about uh, seven years at least. Okay. Um, what did he say? You know what he said? I mean, he say something? He was on um, – I don't know if he was on Get Up before. I think he was on Get Up this morning. He mentioned that uh, Junior – um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, years back went around and told them they needed to be taking them flags down. Mm. Uh, so he's, it's not the first time. Also, full disclosure, every time I think of Bubba Wallace's name, I think of Bubba Watson. So yeah. I switched to golf. I, I, it happened to me too. Like, yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> they golf? Uh, and he's what a, a Penske. He's he's, he's on a Petty's team. That's like a Petty car that he's in. If anybody knows old greats of uh, NASCAR racing. Uh, also, uh, come on, man. You, you better know the petties. All right. You got to know the petties. All right. Hey, shout out to, I remember I had a NASCAR video game yeah. at the, at the, with the steering wheel too. Oh man. NASCAR is very fun. If you're driving, I don't know about watching it, but being out there on the course, I think I love to do it. But I want to say <laughs> Bubba Wallace, um, that day of this last race, um, he, uh, came out, uh, he organized and talked to all those drivers and explain, tried to be. Uh, the person to try to break down what's going on to them. So just the responsibility with how white NASCAR is. Mm. And it's not like you got three other brothers to help you. I see. I saw one other brother out there. But as far as right in the, in the top series, he's the only black racer mm-hmm. in the top series. Yeah. So he's doing this all by himself. He broke down before the race. He fainted after the race. And then during the interview, he was incoherent. The reporter had to be like, he's not right. He's incoherent. So he's going through a lot on top of it. It, it, it may not seem, it may seem easy, but it's very strenuous to be in a NASCAR. It's hot. It's, it's tiring. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a sport. Mm-hmm. All right. Regardless if you're not jumping or whatever. Um, I think it's good. I mean, one thing I know Max Kellerman always points out is that it's a treacherous flag, which I, I, I don't like to be that hard because yeah, people losers. Yeah, people consider that their culture. But we wouldn't have a Nazi flag over. You wouldn't have an SS flag. I mean, now there, there are Nazi flags over here, but you couldn't sit there and have a monument to right. some type of uh, uh, Nazi uh, prosecutor. Like yeah, that. you couldn't. You couldn't do that. And then so, and getting to what it, it what, like, we got to stop with the BS about what things stand for. And that's the kind of thing that we like. We like to play semantics. I say this to my son all the time. I'm like. Kenton, did you do this? And he'd be like, well, it was like this. No, 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 no. You get what I'm trying to say. Stop trying to play semantics with me. All right? Like, that's, that's the same thing that happened to Drew Brees. And I definitely have something to say about that later in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's semantics. Because, with, with, real, real quick, with the Drew Brees thing, you're, you're um, disrespecting the fact that any of us have had any family members that served in an, uh, an armed forces. I've had my grandfather. I've had uncles. I have a cousin that's underwater right now. All right. That means he's he's in a sub. All right. I shouldn't even be giving you that information. All right. But yeah, just easy. Too, You're gonna get right. us taken. I know. Out here. Right. I know, right. Just, I know. I know. It's treason. It's tre- <laughs> I'm treasonous right now. But I'm just like, stop saying things like that to like we don't serve. And we, that used to be the way of coming up in the black community mm-hmm. to get into the armed military. Yep. So when he's protesting, it had nothing to do with. I'm disrespecting the flag. It's I'm trying to pay attention in a peaceful way. I'm trying to bring your attention to something that is uh, a, a highly rated show, uh, to something that's going on necessarily in our community. So getting back to Bubba Wallace and the Confederate flag, of course, I, I was I went to school in Southern Illinois where they used to catch slaves. That used to be a hotbed for catching slaves for coming up here. Like that's where uh, slave trappers used to go to try to catch them there in Missouri and all those places. Um, and I, I, that was the first time I ever seen the Confederate flag, like mm. live, mm. right? Driving down the highway with someone with a Confederate flag on. And this is in Southern Illinois. Well, and I don't know what that person's family was, but it's really even more about like, what are you saying about me? Like that, like you're like, and it gets to the point, I know it's not even just white people. I mean, like now with this new generation and I'm not even, and I'm not talking about like just millennials and uh, Gen Y, whatever. Gen Z, I think. Thank you. But we live in a world that's like, F you, it's what I'm about. And it should be about, it should be what you're about. But it also be about you being a better you. And that doesn't mean you have to kowtow and kiss ass. You don't like the LGBT community. I'm not telling you to kiss their ass. I'm just telling you not to be uh, angry. Ass. Yeah, that's all I'm I'm not telling you you have to change your feel. But like, there are things you don't like that you keep in check. All right. Like you, you could, I had, I, 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 I had a friend slash work with for someone who was a Catholic who was just uh, uh, mad at like Methodist people. Right. They don't have a Pope. And it's just like, wait, do you hear what you're saying? Right. Like, I mean, like. Beats I mean, the Christians. You don't have I mean, a Pope. When you're splitting you? hair, like we get to the point where we're splitting hairs. We're allowed to split into the hair to make us hate somebody when we there's just a slight difference. Like it's just it's and again, you don't have to be their best friend. Yeah. But you can understand why a people feel like a whole half of a country, you could damn near just say another country was like, we gonna keep your black ass as as, as chattel, as cattle, mm-hmm. as chattel. And even though we know that Lincoln didn't do it to help us, he did it to debilitate the South. 
But still, the point is, you like, no, nah, this is that ish right here. Like, dude, just stop. Like, you just, you're really just being ass. But I'll stop. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think, I think for the most part, man, that stuff is passed down generation to generation, and that's racism and and hatred in a nutshell, right? You're not born to hate people. Uh, you, that's a learn, that's a learned thing, right? Uh, but as far as Bubba, Bubba Wallace doing, saying this, listen, I obviously wholeheartedly agree with it. I look at that, I see that flag as being a treasonous flag to the United States of America. I think they're a bunch of fucking losers. Ryan, you got to put a beat right there. Um, <laughs> I mean, but why, why, I'm not, listen, Michael Jordan raised me. I'm about winning. And I ain't flying no flag that wanted to keep me enslaved and was a bunch of damn losers. So, and also, shout out to everybody across the world even out there over in the UK, they tore down that slave traders monument and threw it into the water. And also we're seeing across the country. Look like the Thames. Look like they threw it in the Thames. No, I don't care where the hell they threw it. As a matter of fact, if you go, if you search on Google Maps for that monument, it shows it being in the middle of the water too. So shout out to Google. <laughs> shout out to Google. So um, but also too, shout out to all the mayors and the governors around the country who's removing these Confederate monuments as well. But Bubba is gonna be hard as hell. Try to get the NASCAR fans who, not saying all of them, but a good portion of them, like to go down there and fly that flag. I, I remember seeing a documentary, not a documentary, it's more so maybe could have like a real sports. And it was talking about, this is and this might have been like five to 10 years ago. I want to say 10 years ago. And they were talking about how to diversify the fan base and the drivers in NASCAR. I don't even want to. I even want to say Nelly was trying to get into it. Magic Johnson was trying to get into it. Both, both of them were. Both, both of them were. Right? Right. So this must have been a while ago then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they was talking amongst the fans, and they was just like racism just coming out of their mouths. It's talking about they, they well, they don't know how to drive right or this. I mean, it was it's it was hard to make them left. Yeah, it's hard to take left turns all day and stop and get gas and. Let's try. And it's okay. more than that. It's more than that. It's way more. No, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's way more than that. It's a sport. It's a legit sport. A lot of humans can't do that, right? But the racism was the racism was just flowing out like water. So I think it's going to be a very it's going to be a hard fight, a hard uphill fight for Bubba Wallace. I don't know the breakdown of the new fan base coming into NASCAR. I don't know if they're getting that generation, that gen, the Gen Zer who likes all types of sports, are they going towards NASCAR? Is it going, is it actually, is it on the same length of... It's um, not baseball. It's not baseball. It's not baseball. Yeah, okay. it's so regional. It's very it's very regional. Get, it's very regional. Get you kind of so come up with it. But yeah. I'm talking about on national Just like you scale, mentioned, though. you mentioned uh, Brad it's like Doherty. A, it's like a top five, top six yeah. league. In the I league. mean, listen. It, it cracked up there for a high. Wait, it's probably kicking uh, hockey's ass. If you look at them numbers, I bet you. I bet you it's kicking hockey's. I bet you Brady. I bet you Brady in a whole country though. So NASCAR has the South and parts of the North and California. I'm not saying it's not a big thing. I'm just saying saying it's it's probably its numbers may kick a hockey's ass. But I I will. I think for Bubba to say this, I commend him. I back him. Um, I hope the NASCAR NASCAR team and I hope the NASCAR presidents or whoever runs the league, the officials, whatever. Oh, they back him. The commission is going to be very, very hard. The president came out. Uh, the cars turned off their engines, and he came out mm-hmm. with a speech about what mm-hmm. NASCAR is going to do as far as inclusion and trying to help too, just to give you full information. Is, it, a, is it enough people, Ryan? And Ken, I kick it to you first, Ryan. Is it yeah, enough people? Is it enough fans out there when they go to these NASCAR events? 
to to pitch a bitch about it, like, dude, take down that flag. Is because it always starts the people. We've seen a lot of laws passed in this country. Why? Because the people are finally behind it. Is it enough fans in the fan base to say I'm going to back Bubba Watts? That's the question, I think. Mm, I, I don't have yeah, an answer. I don't know about that. Uh, I would lying. think that that's going to be a minority at this point, but it's a, maybe a growing minority now. A vocal versus but the before. Point, Can it, it be, be vocal? It could become a vocal minority. Can they be loud? Yeah. Can, can they become, be loud? And that and, maybe and, could happen now. And what I you doubt could before. get is some other people that don't feel like that going along with that vocal minority because of the switch. You know um, what? I, I think I know a, re- a way they could do it is NASCAR doing a wholehearted outreach to minorities or the North or whatever you want to say. Really pushing. Hey, organization or hey, school was with a lot of minorities or young black kids, Latino kids, all like that. We want to invite you out to come on out, you know, said the Daytona 500 or Talladega. Like you have to bring, you have to really put people in that position. You got to, to bring people in, man. That's the only way yeah, you can let change. You got to bring listen. people in. Let y'all do the what problem y'all do. with Just NASCAR is if you don't, if you're not around cars all your life, you can't start driving until you're like 16. Unless you're going out there go karting, you pick up a baseball, you pick up a basketball, you pick up a football. That's easy to just be like, hey, I'm into that because I can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. If you're not working on cars, you're not like go karting or doing like craziness on your bike. Right. If you're not, family's not going. I don't think that, I think it's I hard to grow up with NASCAR. I don't care um, if they bring out little black kids to some place that may be uncomfortable for them. Uh, I'm just saying if they want to change about, it, they got to get more people that look like us. I'm not, I'm not discounting what you're saying. I just, again, my thing is, it's not about us all hugging. It's in a way about us just leaving one another alone and caring that someone else has the same rights as you. We don't have to be bosom buddies. But when you see that you can leave the house and not die, and this brown face and that brown face right there can leave the house, and there's a chance we can die by someone that our taxpayers pay for, mm-hmm. that's something to that. And um, that's just, that's, if you're a good person, that's just natural human nature. You can't, and it's, I'm not a thug. Uh, Demaz isn't a thug. I shouldn't even have to appeal to that because right. there, are, there are white people that you would call thugs that you still don't want them to die. Die, yeah. Like, so, like, we stop with these low, this low-hanging fruit. It's low-hanging fruit and it's excuses. You're an adult. It's time to be an adult and know right from wrong, even if it's not what you care for. Like, there are plenty of things that I have to put up with and try to be the bigger person, especially recently in my family, um, that I can't go back. I'm in pain. Um, I, I watched my little brother pass, literally, physically, in my body, was there my little brother passed. I had to get on the phone and deal with someone coming at me and venting, and I didn't say a word mm-hmm. because it wasn't about me. Now, did I have the right to say something? Hell, yeah. and I'm hurting, mm-hmm. right? That's not how I was raised. I mean, and I understand people are vulnerable and people are hurting, and you're, if your first, and this is what I'm trying to say, if my first reaction was, fuck you, huh, then think about how much more damage it could have been, been done. My reaction was just to listen. And that's all people are saying. Just listen. Like, it doesn't mean you have to take on my entire sentiment, but it's just to listen because kind of what you're doing is fuck shit. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean black people are all angels. No, that's not what we're saying. Yeah. I, I just want to be, listen, I just want to be on the same playing level. I'm not, I'm not asking you to give me a that's little equality. Extra. Listen, that's equality. I'm not, 
I'm not even asking for reparations right now. <laughs> I'm just asking the lead. like so my like I don't I shouldn't have to train my son yeah. with these are the lessons you have to learn when being pulled over. Mm-hmm. All right. Like I, I and you don't have to do that. So why like if you in your head think that you it's fine that you don't have to do that, and that me as a, a, a law abiding human being tax paying citizen should have to do that speaks a lot more about you to say the least yeah we shall see what nascar does uh one other thing i wanted to say with that confederate flag yeah uh a lot of times i think people kind of assume like an identity with that flag and almost like a a quasi patriotism how many of those people you think uh are yelling at colin kaepernick for taking a knee and disrespecting that flag but then they're going to disrespect the flag oh. by having the Confederate flag. Mm, good point. Nice point. Nice point. And it's not, I hate to say it, it's not an ugly flag with all this hate. It's not an ugly yeah, flag? Yeah, if you, if you just looked at the flag with it's the kind red, of visual, blue, kind of visually pleased. Yeah. It's like how they got us with the General Lee when we was kids. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, I can't stand the General Lee. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, yeah, but more, but more people learn, learn about it, hopefully. Um, it comes down to education. More kids or more, yeah, more people learn about it. Like I didn't, I didn't even know this. I learned something today about the whole thing with Dabo Sweeney. Uh, as far as the, uh, the University of Clemson is uh, kind of like the lineage of the Clemson of the uh, how the school was founded. Yeah. But I didn't know, which I should have known. It's on sl- a slave owner's plantation. Yeah, I didn't even know. I should have known that. But it, <laughs> it, it, it kind of makes sense looking at it. Like yeah, Calhoun and you know, saying uh, yeah, uh, Clemson, whatever, like that. Um, I think Cal. I think Clemson. They want to change Calhoun, the Calhoun so, honors. Yeah, they like so they, they was related, son in law, something like that. So Calhoun, uh, a prominent John slave Calhoun? owner. Yeah, John Calhoun, a prominent slave owner. Mm-hmm. That's on. I, I thought it was his former one of his former plantations, but they have a honor school on campus named after him. Right. Which Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins. came out about. It needs to be changed and mm-hmm. put up a petition. And Hopkins said that's why he doesn't come out to from mm-hmm. Clemson during an NFL game. Yeah, and I yeah. bet people people have a problem. Like it kills me. People can have a problem with that, but let it be someone just really like disrespecting your people living. All right, this isn't a difference of opinion. All right, like oh yeah, you like your your toast uh, cut uh, uh, down the middle, and I like mine's cut you know sideways. Yeah. thank you diagonally. It's not like that's like again, that's like I right, even I don't get why you do that, but whatever. You like, for instance, D will just pull into a parking spot. I prefer to back in because I just want to pull straight out. Mm. I don't hate D for that, right? We just don't do I the do. same stuff. I you should, <laughs> but again, it has let me out, to, D. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but on a larger scale, I'm not sitting there and impugning his ability to live peacefully, right. Like, you shall die. That's no. the thing to where it's like, no, are, leave you, me alone. are you really a good person? Or are you on right. fuck shit and you like to lie about being a good person? Yeah. And don't bleep. No, no, no. Don't run. You don't bleep that out. You let that ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is new kid too. On social media, when things go sideways, I'm cursing. I'm trying to, I'm not being nice anymore. If it gets, if it's just, if it's a board, I'm coming. Like, I'm just, it's because people don't care. I'm not going to care either. Like, hey. I'm, I'm coming. I'm. Uh, did you hear, just real quick, I was just sitting there an hour ago, and um, Eugene McIntosh from the Bigs yeah. posted the conversation. Oh, me. yeah, I saw it. <laughs> With Lori Lightfoot and Alderman. And uh, Alderman yeah. sit there and say that people are going to be running into someone's house 
first of all, y'all had the right and y'all would shoot them anyway. And again, I'm not saying that that would mean you would want someone to run into your home. Mm-hmm. But this gaslighting, mm-hmm. it's, it's this old ass gaslighting. Last thing you want is those blacks running in your house. Like no one's running in anybody's house. Like this, like we keep going to, and this is what, and we'll get into it in the Drew Brees segment, these old things to make us separate. Where it's like, well, you know, they, they'll do this. And just like, dude, you're an adult. Start acting like an adult. Stop being on BS. You're a grown person. Stop fucking with fairy tales 24-7, which was whatever goes along with your stereotypes or storyline. All right, well, come on back. D and David Show.